expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 hours in cbs news as an on-air personality lupe aguire after completing law school he became a founder principal of an illinois family law and real estate firm he honorably serves the citizens of chicago as a police officer attorney together they tell the stories of crimes committed in the chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect this is the popo report Ooh, baby, it's cold outside. What's up, Chicago? Popo Report here, Saturday night, WLSAM 890, with my partner, Lupe Aguirre. What's up, brother? Paul Cialino, how's it hanging, bro? It's hanging pretty good, but it's a little chilly out there. Yeah. It's November. December? We in December now? It'll get like it'll get like that uh, <laughs> around cold. this time of year, right? It wasn't as cold as that bear game Sunday night, though, let me tell you. Which, by the way, was a great game. We won. We won. Green Bay coming up. My One more favorite to go. town. Yes. One more to go. Just got to win that game, right? We got some Bears news today also. We have a little know? Bears news, yes. Yes. The Green Bay fan was back in court this week. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, we got a FOP having some secret court hearings of their own. Starting out tonight, former President Dean Angelo. Gets hammered by his former organization that he led for many years. They didn't like the way Dean acted during uh, or spoke or did something wrong during uh, the Van Dyke trial. And they brought him up on internal charges and they're having secret hearings. But they're so secret they're not talking to the media about it. But Dean's on the hot seat trying to fire him, get rid of him, throw him out of the union. Uh, this is a lot of do about nothing, I think. Dean Angelo sat next to Mrs. Van Dyke during most of the trial. Uh, was supportive. Carried, made, his, made his presence known. Absolutely. Carried the party line at every opportunity, and they're saying he was speaking for them inappropriately or wrongfully or some nonsense. Whenever he was in front of the cameras, I've n- I never heard anything but the party line. Yeah. and but Good soldier. What? Good soldier. Yeah, but you know what? This is all political, my friend. They are still mad. Even though they won, they're sore winners, and they're going to punish them. And they're going to do it in secret. This is, this is, FOP is just committing Harry Carey over there. My buddy Martin Preeb leading the charge against Dean Angelo. Your big, boy. Big mistake, I think. And I think it's going to come back to get him later on. But uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's a lot of do about nothing. A lot, lot more money being spent on the lawyers like it. Lawyers getting paid. FOP lawyers, Dean's lawyers, everyone's getting a paycheck on this one. Lawyers don't mind, right? They don't mind at all. They like all this controversy and infighting and fussing. But to a more positive story. Yes, Paul, we have a fallen officer, Officer Michael Flisk. He is being honored. He was honored this week. Um, He was uh, tragically shot in 2010 while on duty. He was... uh, he was just doing his job. Good and dude, man. 20 years on the job, right? Um, good police. Family, a lot of family that are police officers and law enforcement. These things are tragic, man. I, it, it's almost, it's, it's so hard. Every time you look at the wife, the kids, the uh, family, I mean, the, the, the pain that everybody goes through when this happens, it just is, it goes on for decades. No one's ever the same again. 
It was senseless. He was, uh, he, like I said, he was on duty. He was uh, an evidence technician. He was just uh, sweeping for prints uh, related to uh, a car theft in the hood. He was actually with the victim uh, while he was uh, doing this. And the uh, alleged, alleged offender just happened to be in the area. He overheard that, uh, you know, we think we have... We could. We were gonna have a good idea who the uh, who this guy is because right. we lifted a good print, and uh, this Jagoff just comes back and shoots them both in the head. Nineteen years old, right? Nine. Yeah, very young. <laughs> over just over a over over maybe I'm caught over a ripped off car stereo. A right? car stereo. Yeah. Are you killing me? You're gonna you're gonna snuff out two amazing lives. Over a car stereo, maybe it'll be pled. You'll get community service. Nothing. Oh, he, he he don't he probably doesn't spend a day in jail over this stuff, or a week, maybe a week because he can't make bond too soon. And you snuff this guy twenty years on the job, just doing his job, and you walk up and execute him. I mean, it and you know, and the city names a street after him, one of them pretty little brown signs. Yeah, it it seems so inadequate, doesn't it? Absolutely, it it, it makes me crazy. But what do you do? I mean, the the good news, the Cook County One Hundred Club. And folks, if you want to contribute to a great charity that doesn't have any overhead, zero, every penny they make, they raise, they give to the children of fallen uh, first responders. They pay for their college up through medical school. That kid wants to go to college for 20 years, Cook County 100 Club will pay for it. And they take care of the family. They come in, they make the initial arrangements. They take care of the funeral costs. I mean, there is not a better charity for first responders. It's a Cook County 100 Club, and every nickel they have goes towards uh, uh, fallen first responders' families. And, that, and that's everyone. Federal, state, local, fire, everyone. It's a great organization. Absolutely. Thanks for that information, Paul. Uh, we're going to move to Lake Zurich now, where we have a uh, Lake Zurich police officer who's doing great things. Uh, she started a children's reading program. Stephanie Wonders. Yes. And let me tell you, she's doing a wonderful job because... I, I, th- this is this is like great work no one hears about. You know, she's not rescuing kittens and breaking up bar fights. What she is doing, though, is getting these kids to be literate. And, and my friend, the key to life is being literate. The ability to read and understand the written word. If you can do that, you can make it. You can survive. You could work. You could support yourself. I mean, th- this is a real critical thing. And I think this is a brilliant idea by this young police officer up in Lake Zurich. And Lake Zurich has their problems too, like everyone else, right? right? Mm -hmm. But if you get these kids early and you get them interested in reading books, if they're reading books, they're not out stealing, selling dope, and carrying on, right? Ages four to seven, you know, critical stages uh, in life. That's where you got to recruit them and get them, man. If you get them by the time they're seven, you won't lose them to the street. And so uh, Stephanie's to be commended, I mean, because that is an incredibly great idea. And incredibly effective too it works you get these kids literate you get them in the books or today ipad laptop whatever but if they're reading and they're understanding man their chances of surviving and going on to have a nice successful life uh, is yeah, tenfold better right absolutely paul we have another great uh police involved story involving a waukegan actually involving the waukegan police they stopped a suicide attempt uh this past week and uh it was very extremely heroic how this 
all how it all came together. Well, you know, this is what the popo get paid to do, right? And this guy, this is where <laughs> this is where cameras came in handy for the popo, right? Because this thing is filmed in living color, and it shows exactly what happens. And we're going to come back and talk about it uh, a, little, a little more lengthily. We got to take a break. Let me just quickly remind everybody, Paul. Um, everyone, anyone who's experiencing suicidal, suicidal thoughts, they can just call nine one one or the National Prevent, National Suicide Prevention Hotline at one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. But on the turnaround, Paul, we're definitely going to get into Popo behaving badly now. Unfortunately, no. Uh, we're even going to talk about Chicago's most dangerous L's. Yes, my favorite that's, subject. That's our favorite yes, subject. Yes, it is. And uh, we also have a California woman promoting fake taco, bacon, and crab fest in Chicago. Now that is outrageous. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Oh, WLS 890 AM. The Popo Report is back Saturday night, Chicago. Got a great story here. The Waukegan Popo. I mean... They hit a home run the other day, didn't they? Luke? Yes, they did, buddy. And yes, on camera. Did. And on camera. The Popo camera caught the whole thing. I love this stuff. I love when the Popo do these kind of things. Because that's probably why most guys become the Popo. We're using technology. T- technology to our benefit. To save lives. Cell phones. Cell phones pinging. You know, we could track that GPS down to like the uh, quarter block. And I mean, it'll be telling people that. You know, the wives will be calling 911 and go, <laughs> ping my husband's phone, okay? I want to know where that guy's at. Don't ping for nefarious acts, just uh, for heroic acts. There but technology and heroism comes together in Waukegan the other night in the form of stopping a kid from stepping in front of a metro train. I mean, this was good stuff. It's not good stuff. It's great stuff. Great stuff. stuff. Yeah, this yeah, this, this yeah. is the stuff, yeah. you know, Movies that a week get made of. This is the stuff that the Popo Report talks about. Yes, we do. And we like we like this Popo officer, right? Because he's out there, his partner. Well, what, let's tell the story. A young girl, suicidal. Her sister calls the Popo and say, I got a bad feeling about my sister. She's talking crazy, talking about getting, getting run over by a train and killing herself. And Popo did not ignore it, did they? No. Man, they jumped on it. You, you can never ignore a call like this. You know, long, <laughs> we, we can't say, you know what, you got to wait 24 hours before they're missing before we go out there. Those days are gone. Oh, yeah, de- de- definitely gone. But And they get the call in the middle of the night. I get it at 1.40 a.m. in yeah. the morning, right? right? Dispatcher gets it, and uh, everyone jumps, man. They go. They, they hit the go button, and they're off and running, checking all the train tracks. Uh, and, and there's a lot of train tracks in Waukegan. Waukegan's big big town. And so there's a lot of area to cover. We don't know where the kid's at. We know she's going to try and kill herself via train. And that happens fairly frequently in the Chicago area. There's a lot of suicides every year. Guys, women stepping right in front of the old train. Because them trains, guess what? They they try to stop. takes them about a mile to stop the train. Yeah. That's a lot of weight coming down the track, 30, 40 miles an hour. And it just does. There's not like your car where you tap the brakes and it's all okay. So what happens is... They go out and they're looking, you know, middle of the night, weather's got not good, uh, visual stuff is bad, it's dark, it's not well lit, and they're looking for this kid, and here comes the train, and these two guys are out, these two officers, and they're hollering for this kid, and no one sees her, right? 
and what happens? The train starts. They, they see the train down the you know down the tracks barreling down. And it's then, coming, man. And then she pops out from a shed, from right behind a shed. Yeah, you know them big steel, gray looking <laughs> things that are by yeah. uh, railroad crossings, probably containing electronics, batteries, etc., to make the uh, everything go up and down. The bells ring, the lights flash, and she's hiding behind this thing. And she's not that big of a kid. I mean, she's she's hidden. They can't see her. They're just hoping she's in the area, right? So the train's coming. She's definitely motivated. She's ready. She and, knows She knows when to pop out. And, and the Popos cameras are running. And you can see them. They're looking around. They're hollering. And all of a sudden, you see her pop out. And what is she, And he, he starts calling at her. What's the officer's name? What was it? Christopher? What's Christopher's last name? Do you remember? Officer Hero. Yeah. Uh, he is Officer Hero. And he... Christopher he, Harris, yes. Christopher Chris Harris is like, he spots her. And he goes, hey, come here. Get over here. And she makes a beeline for the trains, and Chris tackles her. Bam. I mean, I didn't see a tackle that good at the Bears game with L.A. the other night, okay? <laughs> that was a tackle. Let's sign him up. Uh, Chris Harris, boy, big props to you, buddy. Big props to Waukegan, to the 911 people up there. They're pinging the phone. They got a location. But the locations, you know, it's not like uh, they're right here at this spot. Yeah, it's a general area. Right, general area. could be 100 yards, 200 yeah. yards away, depending where the tower is, if the phone's on, if it's mm-hmm. off, if it's got a clear signal, et cetera. And they, and they get all, everything lines right up for them, and they get a break, and they make a big save. So we got big props to uh Officer Harris and the Waukegan police. Oh yeah, for a job well done. A great job by those guys. And uh, let me tell you, that's that's really public service at its finest, isn't it? You got it. You yeah, got it. That's good stuff, man. All right, Chris Harris. We'll buy you a beer next time we see you. At the very maybe, least, maybe a couple, two, three, maybe maybe a two or three, huh? Because <laughs> we one if one is good, many must be better, right? You think we'll buy uh, the uh, former Chicago Heights Park District Police Chief Christian Diegre? I, I think uh, Christian uh, uh, would say beers? Christian would say we owe him a few beers because we've been talking for him for about six weeks now. He's uh, he's been on the Popo Report a lot. He's yeah. getting a lot of play. I, I, you, you know, know him and Bobby Riamo running neck and neck for uh, our, our best, longest continuing stories. But it looks like this one's kind of almost over with. Keeps making the news, and yeah, maybe it's run its course now. You know, what happened to him? What happened to the chief? Well, if everybody remembers, he's the he's the police chief, the suburban police chief who likes to you know get chicks online. Stop! Stop! He's the former. He's the former suburban suburban park district police police chief. chief, Okay, a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a lot of qualifiers there. You're right. That's right. So, so, uh, park district chief would be the key key phrase right there. There you go. So he gets. You know, he recruits on. Well, he he dates chicks. He dates he a lot, online. doesn't he? He's got a, he's he's got he's a, got an affinity for an affinity for uh, for, for recording devices, yes. cameras, and uh, do, doing this without asking. You know, for permission. Yes, boys and girls. Illinois is a two-party consent state. Okay, that means if you're taping somebody, you have to ask their permission to do so, unless you're the popo cameras on the street and such. They don't need permission. But if you're in your house and you got video cameras like hidden you, in the flower can't pot. Can't you do whatever you want in your own no, house? No, you cannot do whatever you, you want you're in your not, own you're house. In the, you're in the privacy of your own home. You cannot. You're not in public. You can, <laughs> can't you record whatever you want? You I mean, can record yourself all day long doing whatever you like, but you can't record a third party. So if somebody comes into your home. Yeah, like let's say a girl you met on <laughs> Tinder or Facebook or Match.com. 
You know, you better have her sign a release if you're going to be doing the taping. We call it a model release in the biz, right? There you go. We, we know all about this stuff. You better have her sign a release, and you better tell her, hey, you're going to be on candid camera. Are you, cool, it. are you cool with this? <laughs> <laughs> you got a problem with this? Is do it you, okay? Do you mind? Yeah. It's from my personal library. The problem, our, our little park district police chief, he, he left that part out of the and, scenario. And he, he shared it, didn't he? He shared it, allegedly. allegedly. This is was, all alleged. This is all did, it make, did it make the internet, or he was just sharing it with friends and family? Hey, Ma, here's your son in action. What do you think? Are you proud of me? It didn't work out too well for him, did it? Lost his job. Got suspended without pay and fired. And fired. Yeah, and who turned him in? <laughs> the guy he replaced. The guy he replaced got wind of this thing and dropped a dime. <laughs> you think there's some kind of beef going on between them? There I might mean, be a happy th- ending there for somebody, right? There's some <laughs> just some a professional disagreement, some a professional grudge. Uh, maybe they rubbed each other the wrong way. You know, they they both showed up at a job, and someone wanted to take the lead, and then somebody uh, just stepped on somebody's toes. Someone made a guess, bad decision. If I had to guess there was some bad blood there. Okay, but hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about an ex Evanston cop who's in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, this is that popo behaving very very badly. You know? <laughs> yes, he well allegedly behaving very very. Badly. Badly, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and you know we've got a we've got a great bean story coming up too. Can't wait. Yeah, and your favorite, the Bears are back in the news, but not for field, not on the field. This is off the field, uh, involving the popo. All right, things happen. Yeah, yeah. So you've been listening <laughs> to the popo report. We'll see in a few. Here are the stories: of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. Step four. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Popo Report. Yo, Saturday night, Popo Report is back. We're still in the first hour. We're having way too much fun. WLS 890 AM Chicago. Lupe Aguirre, Always Paul Cialino. Fun. Always having fun. Talking about the Popo doing <clears throat> heroic stuff and not so heroic stuff, huh? We hit every angle. <laughs> yes, we do. You know, we- Equal opportunity, equal opportunity. L- listen, we know the popo. Popos are gr- the best thing. Their best, brightest moments are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Interdepartment gossip. <laughs> they all love it, right? Mm-hmm. And we all love when somebody gets hammered. Ah, I knew that guy was dirty. It's always that one percent, and you <laughs> get that one percent in any. Fortune 500 company, any any big uh, any big outfit, any big industry, public or private, you get that one percent that just wants to be different. Yeah, this guy was acting a little different. He's so different. He's sitting in a hole over there at the MCC right now. What's uh, this young police officer? Was Evanston guy? Was a tactical unit detective? Evanston, just north of Howard Street, yeah. over by there, yeah, over no. by your area. Yeah. Huh? You interface with the Evanston guys, just north of Rogers Park. Yeah, so, uh, they deal with those guys all the time. So yeah. this guy left Evanston uh, <laughs> for brighter and greener pastures with the DEA. That's. The Drug Enforcement Agency for you non, you know. know. Everybody knows what a DEA. That's right. Everybody knows what the narcs do, okay? Exactly. And Mr. Gomez, Fernando Gomez, 41, he got a surprise Tuesday morning when he went to work at the DEA in Chicago, didn't he? 
Yeah, it's called click, click, click come with click. us. <laughs> give me your gun, give me your badge, and put your hands behind your back. The federalities, are, the federalities are here. We, we have a gift for you, an arrest warrant. And Mr. Gomez probably never saw this one coming, did he? You know, I'm sure he did, but it was a matter of time. These things don't have a huge you know, lifespan. You know, it's... <laughs> It's going to come down at some point. Well, so. there's always rumors, and people start looking at you a little strangely, and your boss might start reassigning you to stuff that's not so sensitive, right? And, and in your gut, you got to know. You got to know. This is not going to last. Well, it's just a matter of time. Assuming he did something wrong, we're still innocent and proven guilty, right? I'm giving Gomez a break here because I don't trust the feds. That's right. You, you know, know? you got a point there. You got to, uh, yeah, and, uh, I digress. And, and you know, when you're assigned. And you're working in a foreign land, and Puerto Rico is part of the United States. It's not a foreign land, but for all practical purposes, it's offshore. It's an island by itself, right? Different language, different culture. And you throw Gomez down there for a number of years to work because clearly he's Hispanic. He's Spanish, native Spanish speaker. Good assignment for him, right? Yeah. He's going to wind up down there in Mexico, Colombia. Natural habitat. Natural habitat, Exactly. Right? So, and you know, they get working down there, and they're doing cases, and they're uh, they're cutting corners sometimes. But Gomez, boy, he's accused of a lot more than cutting a few corners. Uh, they got him involved in like eight drug-related homicides. They're not accusing him of participating in, but maybe having knowledge of them. Sweeping federal indictment, yes, involving narcotics, even killings and... Other violence. What was the name of that uh, group down there in Puerto Rico? You're gonna love this. this I'm, I'm so, gonna give this to you because I know you shine at this. This is so. Fo- this organization is like. I'm sure they've. You know they've. They're. Uh, they're. Uh, they've got an LLC or maybe they're incorporated. I'm not sure, but it's Organización de Narcotraficantes Unidos. Oh man, that's so sexy. I'm, I'm telling you. It, say that again. Come on, one more time. Organización de Narcotraficantes Unidos. And you're listening to what channel? <laughs> That's the best. You can't find that anywhere else in Chicago, ladies Only and gentlemen. On the Popo Report. That's right, on the Popo Port. Lupe Aguirre busting out that Spanish. That was pretty, man. That was hot. That was hot. I'd, I'd want to invite you to Lupe's Christmas party for that one. You could, you could hear that live and in person. <laughs> Thanks for being a friend, Paul. Uh, it's the best. It's the best. But a 40-page indictment comes down on him and the boys in Puerto Rico. So Gomez has got a lot of problems. He's made, facing minimum sentences, right? It's oh, He's got a mandatory <laughs> minimum mandatory of 20. Minimum, right? but, but in these cases, uh, they drop that big number when yeah. they say guilty. They go 40, 50, 60. So you don't, he's, he's going to be on vacation for a long time. Long time. And, you know, it's kind of unfair, really. I mean, you, you loop in Evanston, and Evanston's got to respond to this. And this guy's been gone for years, really, you know? He worked there. Yeah. Okay. I mean... Started off as a cop in 2004. <laughs> you read the you story, know, it's like... You, you know, know, made detective grade a few years later. Uh, no doubt, because he was a good street cop, good, Spanish he, guy. He right? won some awards. Yes, yeah, the, he's uh, kicking it up there in uh, Crime Evanston. Commission gave him a big award. Uh, yeah. And the DEA uh, is not exactly an easy place to go to work at, right? I mean, there's a lot of uh, qualifications, background. Uh, you got to have college degrees. And Gomez, yeah. highly qualified officer, goes to work at DEA, and uh, bad things happen. Yeah, you know, Bobby, we need, you know, things cost a lot of money. 
you know. Poppy, we're having our third baby. The DEA is not going to, you know, that salary's not cutting it. Yeah, the, the 85000 a year, Poppy, don't work, okay? You yeah. better you better do a little side job for mommy. Yeah, so let me just translate that, you know, that organization name. It means the United <laughs> Organization of Drug tra- for drug Traffickers. Wow. That's a pretty official sounding right, name, exactly. right? That's pretty bold, okay? <laughs> and, and then we go to Naperville. The Naperville guys just screwed up the whole weekend last week. They made a bust and got 68 pounds of weed. I've never heard anything come out of Naperville, and you got this big drug bust. 68 pounds wow. of weed. That kind of screwed up the whole weekend out there in Naperville. <laughs> 145,000 people. There's a weed people. shortage in Naperville. Yeah, a big weed shortage in Naperville, okay? <laughs> and hey, and our, our new governor, he's going to make this stuff legal. Everybody's walking around like, where am I going to get a hit? Where am I gonna get, yeah, what the, what's going to get a hit? And the boys on? are going, hey, 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 this is going to be legal in about six months, guys. What are you doing? I, you know. Let's let's pretend it's already legal. We're gonna have to drive down to Chicago or or down to uh, Aurora or Joliet or. You better call Grandpa. He's got that medical marijuana car and go hit his stash, okay? Because sixty eight pounds, man, just dried it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Naperville police, man, come on, leave the pot guys alone. It's gonna be legal. It's it's all good, right? Yeah, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. I can't wait to walk through downtown Naperville and just smell reefer everywhere. They are going to lose their minds out there. Yeah. It's going to happen, though. Walking down Michigan Avenue, the Mag Mile, you're going to smell it. You're not going to like it, but you're going to smell it, you know. I was in Portland last week, and everywhere you go, you smell dope. I mean, not a little bit. I mean, it's like an overwhelming odor on every street. And that's what we got coming. I got to say, though, it's not a very sexy odor. It's you know, not. It's, it's not, not. It's, it's not. an obnoxious like, odor. Very obnoxious. Yes. Very unsexy. But, you know, you're going to have to deal with it. It's going to it's gonna shore up the pension fund in, uh, in, in, in Chicago, in Illinois. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pay for a lot. You seen know, as, the revenue, taxes. You, yes. You, you know? And uh, my friend here who has a lot invested in that Chicago pension, he's happy to see that drug money come in. Because right now, that pension fund's missing a few bucks, isn't it? Right. You know, I mean, Richie, uh, he used that pension fund to build them flower planters at O'Hare and them big high fences and uh, not so much for pension. So we we need the reefer to come in. <laughs> reefer. We need the dough, man, from the reefer, okay? <laughs> the Naperville police better get with the program because that's revenue for their pensions. <laughs> reefer. He said reefer. It's reefer, right? Yeah. Reefer madness and all that? <laughs> Do we got to take a break? Is it that time? Yeah, we're going to take a break. On oh. the turnaround, we're definitely going to get to, uh, we got a bank heist, the local bank heist we're going to talk about. <laughs> I hope it's not involving the popo. Yeah, we're also going to talk about, <laughs> we're definitely going get, to get to that get to that California gal who uh, who's uh, scamming people and uh, getting him to uh, sign up for a fake festivals in the city. You know, I got a crab fest here, I got a taco fest here, <laughs> I, I got a bacon fest over a, here. It's Send a me some money. Crime. I Send get, me some money. We're giving money. her props for tickets. that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were going to ruin her. She, yeah, she ruined everyone's fun, and we're going to ruin it. We're going to right back at you, right? Yes. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM 890. We'll see you in a few. Bad of the bones. Popo Report is back, Chicago. You should still have your clothes on. It's a little early in the show. It's not time for that yet. So she should be having a good time with Lupe and Paul. I'm sure you're getting lubricated, getting ready to go out. You know, doing a little kombucha and uh, your favorite uh, grain alcohol. That's right. A little Red Bull and vodka the kids like, right? Is that what they're drinking these days? A little uh, Spicy Jack Daniels. <laughs> huh? Spicy Jack. And old timers, you're sitting there just trying to get annihilated so you could go to sleep tonight without too much effort, <laughs> right? <laughs> 
But listen to the Popo report because it will not put you to sleep too early. No. No. Wait to go to bed. We, we're off at 9. You could go to bed then if you're old and you're tired. 9 o'clock. Mind. 9 After o'clock. After 9. We go to bed at 9 o'clock. Yes. We, you, and you and I go right home and go to bed, too, exactly. don't we? Yes, we do. Exactly. Hey, well, we're back. You know, Chase Bank got robbed up in Elgin. Another bank heist. This happened in Elgin. Wow. <laughs> bank heist. This, we, there's got to be a better name. It's bank like caper? Bank stupidity. <laughs> like, if you rob a bank, you're going to be on candid camera. Yeah. And you put your little hoodie up around your little round chubby face. Guess what? You know, there'd be an ex-wife out there recognize this one, so I guarantee it, okay? <laughs> She's probably already called it in, FBI out there looking for him. In his I recognize that bastard. Everyone's looking. I recognize her. I recognize him. Yeah, Ma'am, how do you know who that guy is? I was married to him. Get him. This is where he's at. He owes me child support. Can I get, can I get my back alimony out of the bank heist money? No, ma'am, you can't. <laughs> But I mean, you never really get you never really get a lot from these bank robberies. No, they're they're not lucrative. No, no. not at all. Twenty five hundred, three grand, and then usually it's got a GPS in the money, right? I mean, you and I don't mark even, money. Yeah, you and I don't even consider that walking around money. I mean, it won't even get us through an hour at Gibson. No, it will not. Or anywhere in the Viagra Triangle, right? Yeah, but Lupe, that's because you're buying everybody drinks in the bar. You only got to buy a select few drinks. We could make it stretch it for four or five hours. Oh man, what? There's no fun in that. <laughs> I know there isn't. And we're gonna invite you to Lupe's uh, Christmas party. I'm gonna tell you where it's at before we leave the night. Maybe. All our listeners are involved and invited, but Maybe. we're not buying anything, okay? <laughs> we want tribute. We want you to buy drinks. Bring your own jack. Yeah, yeah. you can bring a flask. Unless you're going to Soldier Field, then no flask are allowed, okay? You can't bring anything in the Soldier Field. In fact, security at Soldier Field is better than at the airport because they're worried about you bringing free booze in there. <laughs> that, that's what that's about. Exactly. Right. Or, or you know, a thermos with hot chocolate. Because you, you want to know what the Bears get for hot chocolate at Soldier Field? Take a guess. <laughs> huh? North of $20? Uh, it's south of 20 but not by much. Twelve fifty for wow. an 8-ounce glass of hot chocolate, okay? Wow. Shoot me now. The, if the Green Bay guy wants to sue the Bears for anything, it should be for charging twelve fifty for hot chocolate. <laughs> so, moral of the story... You're not going to get enough money from these bank heists to even pay for a hot chocolate at Soldier Field. <laughs> that, that's the whole point. <laughs> exactly. So let's let's try to let's let's try to get some money. You know, a, a different way. Like I don't know, get a like job. Like work. Yeah, <laughs> get a job. Get a roller paycheck. Yeah. Hey, we had an escape. A little excitement down at Twenty Sixth Street, bro. From a bank heist to a little uh, a little excitement escaping action. We had a 19 year old robbery suspect walked out of the courthouse while she was in custody. And let me tell you, I've seen the tape. She walked out like she didn't have a care in the world. <laughs> she didn't run out. No one was chasing her. Those handcuffs weren't on too tight. She was strolling, man. Well, she she looked all of a, like a buck five, maybe, okay? She had probably had wrists about as big as an ink pen. And she come out of them cuffs hey. and walked right out the front door. I've seen that happen to me. It's like, wow. <laughs> Walk us through that. How do you how do you feel when you find out your prisoner just walked out of the popo station or courthouse? You're stunned for a minute, and your your mouth is wide open, and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get in trouble." Looks looks like you're from Mississippi for a second there, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you got, you're like, uh, uh, jaw drops about three inches. Oh my god! And gonna, you're going, oh my job, my pension, it's all get, it's all get, over with. I'm going to get suspended. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of time off for this one. And she strolled out of that courthouse, man, like she owned it. 
They didn't know she was gone. Well, I mean, when you, you've you've got it, you've, you've got to you've, you've got to you've got to own that situation, and you know, not let anybody on that you're you're escaping. You're just like, you know, I'm out. Alicia Gaines, nineteen, man. She, she let me tell you, she's got big ones. Alicia just she just strolled right out of there, ten forty five in the morning. And but they caught her. Yeah, she the, got caught. The, the fugitive apprehension team—they don't—they don't play, man. Let me tell you, they—they—they they, they want to go find them hard. So oh, they, yeah. they were probably sitting on Mama's front door and back door all night waiting for her to show up. They don't play, you know, or the old boyfriend or whomever. But uh, little stakeout. They, she gets brought back into custody, and now, now, yeah. I think that's a five-year bit escaping custody. And then you're looking at five on that one for for uh, for a dumb for like a silly arrest. Exactly. She, she just man made her life a lot more complicated. She's gonna have a lot of time to think about that one because they have no sense of humor about the escape thing. No, no, no. Well, our favorite subject, one of our favorite subjects on the show. That's right. What goes on in Chicago transportation centers, platforms, buses, subways, trains, subways, elevated platforms, you name it. Chicago's most dangerous L stops, according to uh, a according defense to attorney. <laughs> according to an attorney who sues him a lot, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. He compiled his own stats. Are these legit? Do we know? He doesn't. He doesn't really give a good good reference, you know. But I mean, <laughs> what do you think? I, I don't know, but it, it makes for good radio. It does. I mean, he look according to according to this guy, the most dangerous L stop, the Belmont Red Line. Uh, I, I mean, that's a great. I, I would I, agree. I, I think it's. I, I think that's a very vibrant, very. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's vi- vibrating with thieves and purse snatchers. <laughs> there's a lot yeah. going on in that area. You know, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, there's the Brown Line. There's the Red Line. Maybe there's just a lot of traffic there. Uh, I mean that that Belmont Red Line. I've been no there man. a lot. I go through yeah. there a lot. I've never seen anything happen. The most assaults and batteries. Okay, Belmont again. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Yeah. But not not the most robbery and burglaries. State Lake Brown, Green, Orange, Pink, Purple Line. I could see the They're, green. It I must could, be a tie. I could see the green. I right? could see the orange. I could see the purple. Yeah, exactly. He throws them all in there and they stop with the most sex crimes. Belmont Red Line tied. So what about the safest line? <laughs> yellow. Where's the yellow line at? Where's that go? I believe that's the that's an express that uh, goes from downtown all the way up north to Evanston. That, that's why it's safe because it's an express. <laughs> There's no stops. If the knuckleheads don't get on in State Street, they don't get on, right? <laughs> and you're going up to Evanston. You're going up to the North Shore. You're transferring over to Skokie, the Skokie line. And, you know, let's face it. If you're robbing and carrying on and beating people up and uh, the train doesn't stop for you to get off, uh, the chances of getting caught go up a lot, don't they? That's right. Because the Pope just sitting there up in Evanston waiting for you to get off that train, right? There's about 20 of them at the front door. So yeah. that's why it's the safest line. I'll tell you what. There's a lot going on at that transfer that transfer station at Howard. When you uh, when you switch trains and either get off or it's get out. It's a lot of- happening. It's busy. Everyone's got their phone out. You Guys got Howard are, It's a there. great place to get your stuff grabbed at, right? That's right. So, uh, hey, it doesn't deter the diehard Chicago people from getting on the train, all right? Crime or no crime, you got to get from A to B. Got to roll the bones, baby. That's the you best. Got to roll them bones the and hope nothing bad happens tonight. It's the best way to go, as far as I'm concerned. Hey, you've been listening to the Popo Report. We're gonna take a break right now, Paul. 
And later on, we're going to get to Funky Crimes Around the Nation, your favorite segment, because it always involves Florida. Oh, lucky us, Florida. Florida's back in the news. Our favorite state in the nation. They never leave, bro. They never leave. That's right. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLSAM 890. WLS AM 890. The Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Popo Report. Whoa, Chicago Popo Report back like that crazy girlfriend who won't leave you alone. <laughs> we never go away. There's no poodle in the pot on the stove, but we're back. We've WLS a, 8.90 a.m. We've had a couple of those in our lifetime, yes, right? Yes, we have. Married one once, actually. It didn't turn out real well. But <laughs> that's old history. It's Christmas season. We should be thankful for what we have now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Huh? We life's, got each other, bro. Life's not huh? too bad. You and I? Yeah. Here together. We're happening. What more can you ask uh, for? Not much more than that, okay? Kimmy K looking at us, giggling. We got Becky here joining us. Thank you, Becky. Becky, our watcher. There you go. Keep us out of trouble. Our producer. She yeah. looks at us. Go, no, no, don't say that. What's the matter with you? You've lost it. <laughs> we thank you for your support. And <laughs> <laughs> well... So, well, listen, execute. Could be bad. We could be working as a security guard, okay? Working for security of the world. That, that, that would not be fun. <laughs> it's a tough gig, man. It we, is a tough gig. You know, we've got some good security guards and some, you know, not so good security guards. It cuts both ways. Well, there was one today in the paper, <laughs> or yesterday, last week. Uh, he's at uh, Oak Brook, and uh, he breaks up an armed robbery. Guy has a ball peen hammer, and he shoots the guy in the leg, and he's kind of a hero. Tribune does a little freedom of information request from the Oakbrook PD, and they get that video, and the dude's laying on the ground, and he shoots him in the leg. He'd already surrendered. Well, that just came out. That's right. Yeah, I yeah. Just read that. So yeah. being a security and uh, and Oakbrook says that's okay. It's We've good. got conflicting stories. It's, it's not conflicting. There's a there's a <laughs> videotape of it. Okay, it's conflicting from what was told to what really happened. That's what I'm saying exactly. But he's still a security guard. State of Illinois, I didn't see a problem with that video, okay? But this guy, this security guard, he got a little bit of a problem, doesn't he? But Because he was a former police officer, too. He was part of the popo. And uh, part of a deal, a little jam he got into, he was stripped of his law enforcement credentials. Done. No more popo at all. Adrian Santos III. Pled number three. <laughs> number three. Adrian the number three. But the misdemeanor charge of attempting to impersonate a peace officer. Well, he doesn't he have some beef going back to 2017? He was involved in, in, in a death of a shoplifting suspect or something, I remember. Yeah, this that's is right. That's why I mentioned another story about the guy. The yeah. guy shoot, this guy he was involved in the death of a shoplifter. Yeah. I, do you get a death penalty for shoplifting in Illinois? Uh, I, th I think you just get a, you know. You, no. I don't think it's a death penalty offense. No, I'm pretty no. sure. No. It's, called a, it's called an I-bond. No death penalty. No. Well, apparently, uh, Mr. Santos was involved when a poor shoplifter meant his L. And and here's what I. This is a great story. You know why? Man. This is this is when you wonder if your lawyer likes you. 
I'm, I'm guessing the lawyer might not have got paid in this case because Eric Bell, an attorney for Santa, said the charges stem from statements that Santa's made to the police. He wouldn't provide further details. That's kind of throwing your client under the bus, Counselor. Isn't that true? <laughs> he wasn't the most uh, ardent uh, advocate for his client. <laughs> that's I think right. that's at that point, Mr. Bell probably should have said, "I am, folks. I got nothing to say today." Okay, <laughs> nothing to see here. Not my client's in a jam because he's got a big mouth, and he's only here because of what he said to the popo. <laughs> that that's not very helpful. Yeah, well, you know, if you've got this much going on in your uh, in your employment background, and then he tries to go get a job somewhere in uh, was it was it Arizona? Listen, I'm surprised he get hired. <laughs> if he goes to Florida, <laughs> he, 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 I guarantee he'll get a job. Okay, <laughs> just just go to Florida. Yeah. Santos, just just drive straight south. Go down to the Keys. I seventy five South, bro. Okay, <laughs> and and go as far as you can go. Someone will give you a job down there in that big old state of Florida. Especially the Keys. I don't do a throw background. Yeah, I don't there. do much of a background at all down there in Florida. Were you a policeman? Yes, yes, I was. Great. Don't. Here, here you go. Here's a badge. Here's a gun. Go get them, boy. Here's a gun. Have fun. Go do what you got to do. Yes. Well, wrongful conviction. Corn. We got any wrongful conviction news? No, but we got this lady coming from, from I told you, from California, uh -oh. allegedly promoting fake taco, bacon, and crab fest in Chi-Town. You know, I take this very personally, and, <laughs> you know, because in the summertime in Chicago, you've got some amazing festivals throughout the city. The, the Lupe Taco, are you telling me the Lupo, Lupe no, Taco no, Lupe Fest doesn't is, is coming this summer? Lupe doesn't make any, <laughs> hey guys. We'll get your mom. We'll get your mom's we've got we'll some, some tickets, right? We've got some news here, breaking. <laughs> Twenty nine ninety five. The Lupe Taco Festival. That's right. Down the street. Sponsored by the Popo Report. Yeah. Which means basically we'll show up and be there, right? I'll put it on Facebook and everybody going to sign up. But that's what the, that's what she did. Yeah, and it, and she was charging people. Charging people a lot of dough, you know, for like you know up to up to like a hundred dollars a ticket for. I don't know. You get you get all you can eat tacos, for example, and then you um you get a little margarita making uh, 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 session here. It's like man, that's a lot of money for for that. I mean, she tacos made are expensive. Hey, she made thirty k with the scam. Yeah, well, attorney uh, Lisa, attorney general Lisa Madigan wasn't too pleased, right? And the people who paid for it, you Lisa, made <laughs> Lisa Madigan actually had somebody arrested. Man, she's going. <laughs> she's going after her. Oh, it's a, on behalf of the citizens. Of Illinois, okay? Hey, listen, number one, not a lot of crabs in Lake Michigan are there. Where, where are we going to have a crab fest from? Joe's Fish Market? That, that's the only guy who's going to bring in the crabs. Yeah, we're going to bring them from the East Coast. Having eaten there a few times, 30000 might though. not cover the tenor it's tab, not cheap, okay? Though. I mean, we have some local crab festivals here, uh, you know. Do we really? Yeah, they do, yeah. yeah. A couple spring up here and there. Yeah, where do they have it? On Wonder Lake? What? No, they ship them in. Oh, I'm I'm dead serious. There's like a lobster fest. There's like a crab fest. Uh, but this lady, she was selling fest, but there were no fests. She's a scam artist. Uh, Kristen Yvette Martin of Oakland, California. Hey. Got some good scams coming out of California. Don't play in Chicago. Lisa Madigan's watching. We if, don't play, especially when, when, when it involves Chicago summer festivals. Do not scam people when it comes to that. I mean, that's... That's what Chicago's all about, right? I know. Hitting the neighborhoods. Hey, Lisa Madigan said, scammers, outrageous ideas never cease to amaze me. And she wasn't talking about her father. She was talking about Yvette, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. Yes, I, Yvette. So Yvette, the long arm of Lisa Madigan, snagged her. Taco Fest was scheduled for June 9th, folks. There is no Taco Fest. <laughs> FYI. Okay. The FYI. Big FYI. If you got tickets, you could uh, use them for fire starter in the fireplace tonight, okay? But 
Oh, Taco Fest. Hey, listen, just uh, just look out. Come spring, come summer, make plans. You know, you don't necessarily have to pay for these <laughs> events in advance. Just hit the neighborhoods. Hey, you'll hey. pop it. You'll run into a, a festival, and all you have to do is pay an entrance fee, maybe. And it's a, it's, it's a suggested donation, maybe $5, maybe $10. But if, if you're someone like me who like pays high property taxes, and that festival's in my neighborhood, it's down the street. Hey, you know what? You're, you're having it on my block. Hey. I'm going to walk into it for, you know, without paying you, because I'm going to pay... I'm gonna, I'm spending a lot of money in this neighborhood. At least that's just how I feel about it. Is that bad? I think you're a little too wound up about <laughs> it, my friend. Okay. <laughs> Did I, I just get on my... call Lisa Madding and go to lunch with her and express your ideas? <laughs> on this. I've been meaning to get that out. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you did. Uh, we have to take a break now. Uh, as I think as you a, might find us, folks. Uh, we're done talking about tacos for today. I think it's a great time to take a break, and I'm actually kind of hungry now. So <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll take a couple breaks. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. Hello, Chicago. Popo Report back Saturday night, WSAM 890. Hey, folks. If you can't listen tonight, you can listen come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Podcast, WSAM.com. You get all the Popo. You could sit. You could do a Popo Report Fest all day Saturday, all day Sunday, just sitting around listening to Popo Report, laughing, having a good time. So it's a great option. No commercials, no traffic, no no nothing except Lupe and Paul reflecting on the week's events. There's a lot going on here, Paul. And let me just let me just share this with uh, with our uh, with our fans on the Popo Report. We don't glorify crime; we just try to make fun of it and learn from it. Right? Absolutely, brother. You better be able to laugh in this business because if you don't laugh, you're going to be doing a lot of crying. Yeah. You well, got to try and have you got to find a little joy where you could find it, and dark sense of humor never hurts. Well said, my friend, Paul. What do we got going on well, next? Well, we're going to go to a real dark story, okay? And I, I want to talk about this because this is serious stuff. A young girl in Mishawaka, Indiana, right outside South Bend, gets herself killed for the grand crime of being pregnant. And her boyfriend didn't like the fact that she was pregnant. So his solution was to kill her and throw her in a dumpster. That's what it pretty much boils down to. So right? I want to tell you, you know, listen, having been in a similar situation in my youth at that age... There's options. You don't have to kill your girlfriend. You don't have to do anything except talk about it and figure out a solution. I mean, this poor girl loses her life because they didn't practice good birth control. I mean, there's a million options, kids. You don't have to get crazy. This is not the end of your life. It's not the end of your academic career. I've known women who have gone through high school, college, and law school with children and being pregnant while doing both it it's not a life sentence of anything you go talk to your mom and dad you go talk to a counselor you go talk to your best friend's parents if you have something with them and you sort it out man you don't have to kill your girlfriend because she got pregnant he's going to jail for the rest of his life he's never getting out this young girl's life is over with that's right because they couldn't he couldn't pick up a phone and call someone he couldn't talk to anyone his football coach his you know whatever Priest? Anybody. Yes. So, listen. When you're 16, 17, 18, these things sound like life-ending events. They're not. You'll get by them. Yeah. There's always options. We've all been there. You just That's got, right. You need, That's that, right. you need that support structure. you got to reach out. And I want to tell you something. 
Most of the time, your parents have been there or your uncles or your aunts or your older cousins. And you know what? You just don't know about it because they didn't share it with you. But there's someone in the family that's got experience with this sort of thing, and they'll sort it out for you. So you don't have to kill your girlfriend. You don't have to get crazy. All right? Talk to somebody. It'll work out. Don't kill your girlfriend. Okay? Don't get crazy. When you get bad news, if you're literate, read about it. Figure out a solution. There's always something to go to. So, what do we do? Where gonna, do we go from there? We're, we're, gonna, we're done with the dark stuff for today. Well, we're just going to, well, along similar lines, but, you know, hopeful lines, uh, we're going to go into the uh, Popo Report PSA. Little, per, little, you know, public service announcement. That's right. This yes. is important. Yes, suicide hotline information. You want to take us through that, Paul? Yeah. Well, you know, listen, the stupid holidays, people get crazy for some reason, okay? And not because they won't play baby, it's cold outside. They get crazy because the dysfunctional relationships are even more so during the holidays. The families are getting together. You might be excluded. And things that seem just, you know, just the worst thing in the world happening to you, some people get suicidal. And usually they had issues prior to that, but the holidays kind of bring out the worst in this in this area, right? A lot of suicides, a lot of attempted suicides, a lot of depression with the how I don't have enough money to buy everyone the presents I want to buy them. No one gives a care. Hey, listen, nobody cares about the presents you're going to buy them. Okay, they care about you. They want you around next Christmas. They don't want you dead because you couldn't buy them a stupid iPad or something. Okay, that's sometimes all you need to hear. It's like you that's know, that's right. It's it's. The material things up. aren't important. It's your your mental health is what's important. They're absolutely not important. And any beefs you have, real or imagined, they go away. They always go away if you talk it out, right? That's or right. even if you ignore them, they'll go away. But you don't have to kill yourself. But there's help. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. There are people who know how to talk to you, who will walk you through this, who care about you, even though they don't know you, they care about you. Otherwise, they wouldn't be manning this 800 number. They're trained to deal with this, and they're going to give you options. And the options are, don't commit suicide. Go see someone, go talk to somebody. Even if it's only talk to somebody on the phone for five minutes, this, this might be what you need. Because I'm going to tell you, I've worked a lot of suicide cases and attempted suicides. I'm going to tell you, the attempted suicide survivors, the last thought while they were trying to hang themselves or jumping off the building, uh-oh, I wish I didn't do this. That's always their last thought. I right. wish I didn't do this. What's my mom, dad, brother, sister, wife going to think? They generally are regretful. So don't do it. Call a suicide hotline. Privacy, your car, your phone, where the train, who cares? Call them up and talk to somebody, and I'll give you the help you need. You can also call the Popo, 911. The Popo will come out and talk to you, a too. A crisis intervention team member will most certainly be dispatched to your call. They're trained to do it, and they're more than happy to do it. Okay? You got it. Thank you, Paul. Now, moving on to the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Hey, so, um, what do you feel about the Bears team getting police escorts from Lake Zurich, from Lake Forest, from... Uh, you know, uh, Bourbonnais down well, the soldier yeah, I gotta field. Tell you, they, they usually come in two or three big buses, right? Uh, I just happened to see <clears> the Rams <throat> get escorted into Soldier Field the other night. They were in two big buses. Police escorted them down Lakeshore Drive. They got a lot of crazy fans. That's why. Uh, now nah, you know what though. No. Them buses screw up traffic anyway. So police escort them yeah. right away from me and down Public to the safety, stadium. Yeah. Right, you get the players there in one piece. No accidents. Uh, the, the the traffic moves along much better. With the police escort stuff going on, right? So yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, give them police escorts. 
Right? Get get them big buses off the road. What about when one team member gets that police escort? I heard Walter Payton got a couple police escorts in his career to Soldier Field. <laughs> that's Walter Payton. That, that, okay? that's, that's a whole different other category, As man. Well, he should have, my Walter friend. Payton, that's, that's, my, right. that's, my, that's, my, that's my guy, and man. Walter should get a police escort, but he got him. What about a place kicker? Uh, the one we got? Cody Parker? We might, Cody be, Parker? We might be better off letting Cody be late, okay? <laughs> I think that's the beef. I'm like, yeah, we understand public safety reasons and maintaining a secure environment, but why is this guy getting a police escort? Walter Payton, right? Dick Butkus, the coach, Ditka. Police escorts, not a problem, right? Field goal kickers? I don't think so. (laughs) All right? Hey, man, why don't you just take that red line? Yeah, take the red line because, you know, your chances of getting through that unharmed are, you know, relatively average that's right hey what do you feel about the bean you know and in grand park you know there's a little i don't, I don't think little much about beef the bean, between the okay? bean and the, the nra what about the nra what do you feel about the nra the nra is uh you know an organ, political organization mostly for gun rights right yeah so yeah the so the bean artist and the nra they've got a little beef you know i don't want you using you know my bean for your stuff you know promoting your stuff what's what's the bean got to do with the nra I don't know. It's probably Chicago, a fleeting image of the bean on a on a public service announcement from the NRA. But hey, I'm with I'm with the bean artist. You are, huh? Anish Kapoor. I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> Anish, get the NRA off my off my off my stuff. Off my it? bean. I don't want the bean. NRA anything to do with my bean. Says Anish. Right. Way to go, Anish. Well, there was a lawsuit, and it got settled. Right. That's right. So. uh Anish Kapoor won that lawsuit. I'm thinking he got what he wanted. And life goes on. Paul, when we yes. come back, we're gonna get to we're gonna get the funky crimes around the nation and we got a nice we got a well we got a funny well not a funny story, but we got a a campaign, uh a local campaign a local man campaigning got shot in the leg. That's, we'll talk about that, all right? It's pretty funny. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM eight ninety. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Popo Report. Popo Report back Saturday night, WS 890 AM Chicago. You can't have more fun on a Saturday night from 7 to 9 PM, my friend. This is it. The Popo Report in Chicago. Cruising down Lakeshore Drive, looking over there at your honey. Huh? How you doing? And, yeah. How you doing? No, how you doing? No, okay, how you doing? Oh, you mind if I touch you there on that knee? Okay, no, don't touch me. Creep. Easy there. That's CSA. <laughs> but you listen to the Popo report. That's right. That's right. And we'll report it because if you get arrested over that stuff on Lakeshore Drive, we'll be talking about it probably. Hey, you'll be you'll be on. You'll be on. And hey, you know, only in Chicago, a volunteer for a city council candidate was shot in the leg. This is this is what I really love. Well, he's he's on, on Facebook Live. Yeah. He's talking, hey, I'm out here getting signatures. I'm pop, out. Pop, pop. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. All of a sudden, going, you know, I ain't getting no more signatures. I'm hurt. There's a my, there's a burn somewhere <laughs> on my leg. What? It, oh, man, I got shot. Well, you're doing it in Inglewood, man. You're in Inglewood. Nobody I'm recognizes fake. you in Inglewood. You're going to get shot. Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah, I'm man. Facebook Live. I'm participating in the democratic process. Oh, all right? Man. I'm out there getting signatures for my man. Somebody got offended. I tell you what, <laughs> I tell you what. When I was when I was getting signatures when I was out campaigning, 
you know, I, I had I had Inglewood, I had the West Side. I stayed away from Inglewood. Yeah, you had two nines on your hips too. No, no one was going to shoot you, my friend. Okay, you know what? I mean, those are just some votes. You just, you know. You're going to pass on? You're going to just pass, man, because it's too hot down there, unless you live down there. It's just, you know, who's this guy? What's he doing here? Yeah. Well, and then then it gets nasty, okay? It turns nasty. The the guy he was getting signatures for accuses the alderman of having his guy shot, basically. Gets on TV and says, yeah, I think he was involved. Of course, I mean, there's no proof of that ever happening, right? It's all. But he kind of backed off that statement later, okay? But, I mean, you're on Facebook Live. Peep, look at me, Facebook Live, getting signatures, and what happened, Lou? Pop, pop, pop. That's right. That's exactly what happened. And down on the ground he went. No more Facebook Live, I might add. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Hopefully the uh, he's going to get a better position out of this. You know, he showed that he's willing to go out there and take one for the team. Well, he took one. He took a couple for the team, okay, for real. What did he take? Pop, pop, pop. That's right. That's what he took. Well, <laughs> right. and we go from that to one of my favorite former Chicago lawyers, Jordan Margolis. What did Jordan do? Jordan got in a little bit of trouble with the popo. Man, this guy. What a <laughs> shyster. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. He's just taking settlement money and pocketing it without even telling his clients he's going to settle. Just paying for his stuff. Oops. And and what's Jordan known for? He's a personal injury attorney. Yeah, man. What else? He used to run commercials oh, wearing yeah. a cape like Kid, Batman right. or something, right? He had a gimmick. That was his gimmick. Hey guys, if you gotta pull off a gimmick, you know, chances are you're you're having some problems. My guess at sentencing, you know. he didn't get to wear that cape. The judge probably didn't allow no capes in his courtroom. No Mr. Excusement. In the courtroom? No, Mr. Excuse Man. He skewered people who mess up and don't fess up. Wow. Man, that's, that's deep, deep stuff. This guy's in some deep stuff. Listen, folks, if you got a law license, here's what the ARDC will not tolerate. Stealing from your clients. No stealing money. Messing with money. If you mess with money as a lawyer, they will punch your ticket faster than anything else. Stealing money, not talking about the money you owe, not letting them know you settled the case and keeping the money. You can't do those things, right? Just general moral turpitude is uh, extremely frowned upon. And hey, speaking of another attorney in the news, my boy, fellow Cooley alum, Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen. Man, he's going down. Oh, oh, he went down. His law license going right with it too, isn't it? Yeah. yeah Convicted so. felon now. I just wanted to do a throw a shout out there to Mr. Michael Cohen, fellow Cooley alum. It might be the most famous Cooley alum right now, I'm guessing. <laughs> next, Mr. To, Cohen. next next to, next to Lupe Aguirre, the Popo Report. He's more famous than Michael exactly. Cohen. So move over, Michael. Yeah, that's Here right. comes Lupe. And, no, no, Lupe ain't coming. He ain't getting indicted for anything, <laughs> well, okay? No, 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 not in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> but that moves you up to number one famous <laughs> alumni, I'm guessing, okay? Yes. You yes. you're my niece Chris. It was also a cool. Oh, alum. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what? Another. Uh, well, let me just add another one. Another Cooley alum who just uh, who just became a judge. No, are you kidding me? Became yeah, really? Ju- he became a judge. Form- he was sworn in a couple of days ago. Former say- state's attorney. He's uh, <laughs> the Billy Goat. The Billy Goat offspring. Billy Goat was kind of... Sam Cianis. That's Greek royalty in Chicago, my friend, okay? So we're going to do a shout out to the Cianis family, Billy Goat Tavern. Wow. We got it. Yeah. A Cooley alum is now a judge in Chi-Town. I'm guessing that's a first. Yeah. 
You're still more famous. You and I are going to be taking care of. We're going to be taking care of. He wasn't selling cheeseburgers. He's out going to Cooley Law School, having a good time partying. All right, exactly. Right. You're still number one Cooley, my friend. Okay. Hey, Paul. No doubt about it. Thanks for being a friend. Hey, it's because you're the number one guy. You're either number one or you're not, my friend. (laughs) So now we're going to the our you know our favorite time of the show: funky crime and punishment around the nation. What's first? What's on deck, or what's well, you know, you know what's coming had, up to the plate? We had a drunk guy chasing a car with his sword. Oh, this is the, oh that road rage incident. We road, love more road rage. We love the road, road rage. rage. A drunken road rage, okay? Because you're like a double screw up now. Now, now you got a sword, a shovel out, and you're drunk. You're not throwing beer cans. You're not throwing you know glasses of water at a at, at a windshield. You've got a sword and a shovel in play. Man, that's exciting. Well, he, this guy knows how to do a road rage. He, he tried to punch him through the window. That didn't work. Then, yeah. he, then he grabbed the shovel and tried to hit him. That didn't work. Then he got his sword out. And, of course, what happened? Popo came. Yeah. Now, Chicago, you might you might have been a summary execution with all those weapons being brandied about. But uh, out here, uh, down in... Down in Utah. Down in Utah. The police were a little bit more restrained. Draper, Utah. Right? Ever little, been to Draper, Utah? I have not yeah. been to Draper, Utah. Uh, no plans on going. But <laughs> uh, he, he gets taken to the Popo station, and everyone uh, walked away relatively unscathed. Right? Yeah. Well, you know what? Moving on to uh, Casper, Wyoming. We got another uh, <laughs> another great one involving kids, trunks, Cars, you know, road trips. Unless it's like really hot, I'm 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 not totally opposed to the kids riding in the trunk sometimes. You know, they, they just act seated. up. They just act up. Why not? Right? You know, listen, with six kids in the car, you know, six kids and they're in the car and they're jumping around the back seat and they're hitting each other and they're screaming and their mother's screaming at you because. You know, you're supposed to control it while you're driving 75 miles an hour, right? Yeah. You're not going to throw your dogs in the trunk. <laughs> They're gonna, you're going to keep them in the back seat. Get the kids back I, I, there. I had a black lab named Jack that used to ride in the trunk occasionally. Make sure they have some water. Make sure they have some water. Make sure there's, you know, padding around, you know, just in case you got to make those uh, quick stops and uh, that quick acceleration. But, hey, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal here is the kids were in the trunk for pretty much a 900-mile ride. That's apparently a problem in Wyoming. What if they were going uh, 100 miles? an hour well it's just an hour ride the kids were six and ten i mean it's like putting them in a dog cage i mean this is a little bit outrageous even by my standards okay (laughs) you've got very low standards when it comes to kids being acting badly and being uh you know secluded from the rest of us they're pretty low i'm not sure i'd put them in the trunk for 900 miles though uh so you're saying it wasn't uh a great road trip well you know Maybe, maybe here's the problem. The dad is 63 and the mom is 31. So, I mean, you know, right away, a little bit of a red flag for me. I'm sure the dad's quite happy with the 31-year-old wife. But 31, what are you doing with the old crazy man, okay? <laughs> Who put the kids in the trunk for 900 miles. Thanks for that insight, Paul. When we come back, we got, we got a few people who have no love for Santa, okay? You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Step four. Bad of the bone. Popo Report back. Still having fun, I hope. Still got most of your clothes on. Got another segment. First off, I want to talk to you about a great Chicago guy. 25th anniversary of his movie called Solstice. He made here 25 years ago in Chicago. Guy was 25 years old when he made this movie, okay? It's about Christmas, Christmas spirit, short film. It's kind of a tragic story. Guy was in a bad accident on the train, lost his leg. 
right? He's a filmmaking major at Columbia. And he decides to make a movie with part of his settlement money. And he makes this wonderful little movie. Uh, it becomes kind of a cult hit on Lifetime TV. Um, it's about Christmas, the Christmas spirit, what's important, what's not important. And it's Jerry Vassilatis, Chicago guy, man. Very talented filmmaker, editor, director. And he's uh, hosting... Well, I'm actually hosting it. I'm going to be the MC at the Music Box Theater next Tuesday night. Master of Ceremonies, Master my of man. Master of Ceremonies for the movie, man. And we are asking that you bring a toy. All right? Toys for Tots. We're partnering up with Toys for Tots for the kids. At least one. You could bring more. Bring bring all you want, but don't wrap them, okay? Yeah. Because they try and figure out what kids should get what toy. Yeah. But we've got a big old box at the Music Box Theater who's hosting this thing. And we drop them toys in there, and we give them to the little kids who need toys. So next Tuesday night, 8 p.m., Music Box Theater. Come see the movie, Solstice. Going to be a great time. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for sharing that. Back Wonderful. to the Popo Report, though. Back to more, you know, mundane things like... Chugging cognac. Chugging cognac at the airport. Not, you know, we've all <laughs> gone through airport security, okay? <laughs> and they all. what do they always want to do, bro? What do they... The, these are not party people, okay? They always want to take your stuff. They want to pat you down. They want your shampoo. They want your conditioner. They don't want your bottled water. Hell, you got a little baby with formula. They're, they're dragging you through the coals over it, okay? You got three kids. I'm sure you're smuggling bombs, all right? Because you're worried about feeding these lunatics that you had. And <laughs> you just want to get through the, the experience at the airport. Please don't take their formula, right? But this lady... She had a bottle of cognac she just bought. Very expensive cognac. Little yeah. Remy Martin XO cognac. She got the, man. She, she got the nice bottle, bro. Some good and stuff. Not it, cheap, man. And what happens? She gets the security and they go, lady, we don't care if that bottle seal. It's liquid. I'm going to be a bomb or something or yeah. whatever. So you get here's your choices. They always tell you this. You could go mail it. Yeah, like, like there's a post office right behind <laughs> you and you're going to yeah. jump back in line. You could dump it in the can. I just dropped 160 bucks on this bottle of booze. I'm going to dump it in the can. What'd she do? <laughs> Man, those two options aren't for me. I'm going to drink this yak. She didn't drink a little of it, did she? She drank it all. She tossed it down, man. Pour it up. Yeah. She got her $180 worth, I bet. I, I, I certainly hope so. I mean, I personally, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the yak. But I am a fan. I'm, I am a fan of the Hulk. You know what the Hulk is? Wait, what's the Hulk? It's this little shot you mix with a little bit of nyak and some hypnotic. That's the only way oh, I'll well, touch. Hypnotic. What is hypnotic? We're not going to get in trouble. Are it's another lic- no, no, <laughs> no, a liqueur. A little liqueur. It's not something you give your date. And then it? you mix those two together, and guess what? It looks like the Hulk. <laughs> that, that sounds a little wild for me, brother. I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, she tosses the whole thing down. Okay, I mean all of it. And and she, you know what? That's quite a can-do Bro, attitude. She flipped her nose at the man and tossed it. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, we love you. We do. All right. <laughs> and, we, and by the way, I want, if I see that, I'm filming it, and you better believe it's going to be on the Popo Report. Okay. That's right. Well, you know what? You know it's the holiday season, right? You know it's a little festive. She got a little festive for the plane ride home. That's right. And uh, and. Uh, don't anda anda what? Is that a new word? And uh, so woman? in Florida. Ah, Florida. We're back to Florida. <laughs> we're back to Florida. You know, you can't uh, 
You can't say enough about Florida, but you know they've got no love for Santa. At least I some people. What's do. up with that? I mean, I know it's hot. There's no snow on the ground. They still put up Christmas trees in Florida. You go to Disney, they got a whole Florida thing going on or Christmas thing going on. Apparently, there's some anti-Christmas sentiment in our wonderful state, Sunshine State, down there. There's well, apparently there was this there's this Jagoff who was at a festival down in Florida. And he just screams, there's no Santa Claus, just loud. A lot of little kids Walking around. around. Who, there's no who Santa thinking there's Claus. a Santa, there's right? There's no Santa Claus. <laughs> there is a Santa. Boys and girls, there is a Santa. It's usually called Daddy, okay? Hey, it was the Cape Coral Festival of Lights. Right. You don't walk around screaming, there's no Santa. But you know what? The Pope couldn't do anything about it. Freedom of speech, maybe a freedom of speech issue. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know. See, yeah, if I got my Poor young, taste, impress, but, you know. impressible grandchildren there, and he starts screaming at, I'm, I'm going to be very offended. I'm not going to take that well. Yeah, too bad there wasn't any uh, any snow on the ground. Make a nice snowball and just throw it at him, right? Dragging him through the snow like oh, he wait, was a plow. Oh, wait, that's a battery. Wait, that's a battery, but and a well-deserved battery. You better not mess with my grandkids' Christmas, okay, and Santa. There is a Santa, folks. He'll be here sometime between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day Eve, right? He'll definitely get here, definitely that's get right. here. That's right. He's showing up. He's showing up, maybe with some cognac or something nice. <laughs> well, from Florida, we're going up to New Jersey. We got a we got a teacher who's got no love for Santa. Also, you know what? what's going on here? I, you know what? A teacher is now gainfully unemployed, isn't he? Well, yeah. He was a, a bro. He's a substitute teacher. Okay, that that's the problem. Does that count? It really doesn't count. I mean, that number one, I don't think substitute teachers making the same dough as the real teachers making. So he's a little bitter because he only working part time, right? Probably no benefits. Maybe one of the little one of the little outlaws in a classroom kind of peed him off, and he, hey, you know what? By the way, by the way, Santa Claus is not returning to this school ever. Me, I mean, <laughs> ever. And what happened to our young uh, substitute teacher? Well, needless to say, he will not be returning. The parents upset about this uh, little outburst, huh? Yeah. You know, hey, listen, you pick the kid up, you're in line 3, 3.15, everyone's honking their horns, you're trying to get home, the soccer practice hockey, and the kid jumps in the car and he starts wailing about no Santa. My teacher told me, Mom, Mom. <laughs> well, but this clown, he's not hes not a one-hit wonder. He was also telling him, don't believe in the Easter Bunny, oh, don't believe oh. in the Tooth Fairy, and most of all, don't believe in that elf on the shelf. <laughs> a, I, I kind of like I like the off. creative uses of Elf on the Shelf. I'm, I'm, yeah. I've become a fan. You know why? It's very easy. You just pick up the little elf and do things with him and move him. And you know, there's not a lot of plugging in and untangling required with the elf. That's right, Paul. Well, guess what time it is? It's got to be happy ending time. Oh my God, my favorite part of the show, oh, the happy our, ending. We, we love happy endings at the Popo Report because we know you stick around for every word. Exactly. We're going to Severance, Colorado. You been to Severance? I've been to Colorado many times. Don't believe I've been to Severance. I've been severed, though, from a few places. From a few wives? <laughs> yes, yes. Legally severed, actually. <laughs> Good for you. Just as long as the current wife still likes me, we're okay. <laughs> well, we check this out. We got a nine-year-old boy who convinced, you know, the small town leaders of this California, t Colorado town. You know what? Let's get rid of that old ban on snowball fights. What's winter without a good snowball fight? Right. I don't want to get in trouble. Come on. <laughs> That's right. Let's have. Who would ban snowball fights? You're in Colorado. You had nothing but snow about eight months of the year, right? 
I don't know, a legislative idiot? Yes, exactly. But I wouldn't I wouldn't ban it. But we got the, the young lad did what? He he convinced the town elders to bring it back, right? Took he took the cause into his own hands and he won. This That's major got, props. This kid has a future maybe. I'm I'm thinking future Popo, right? He's got a major future. <laughs> Way to go, nine year our nine year old buddy, Dane Best. Well, we're going to say goodbye, Paul. Oh, it's that time. I'm sad. This was a great show. Hey, we got Christmas rolling up, folks. We still got another show or two before then, right? You got it, buddy. So, right. you've been li- you just listened to the Popo Report. We'll see you next week.